0: Well, today I'm going to be talking about living from calling, living your life from calling. How many of you believe in destiny, in a destiny in life? Uh, One of my favorite movies is Back to the Future, the very first one, where George McFly walks into the cafe and he walks up to his future wife and he says, Lorraine, you are my, my, my density. And she looks at him. I mean, my destiny. How many of you believe in destiny? That there's something that God created you for and there's a destiny that you have at the end of your life that you'll look back and go, okay, that was the destiny of my life. Do you believe that God has an intricate plan to your life? It's so in-depth. A plan that's so... Uh, is. Far beyond our comprehension, a predestination of what our life is to become. This type of destiny. Do you believe that you can follow your plans or God plans? That you can actually follow your own plan to life or you can follow God's plan to your life. Like, you know, density. Like you can screw it up. You can screw up destiny and and have density in life. You can take God's plan and take the talents that he's given you and the gifts that he's given you and actually use them for yourself and choose your own route to life. Do you believe this? Many people believe that there isn't a plan to life, that there's Just wake up in the morning, kind of live life and go throughout life and try to figure it out as you go. And at the end of life, that that was it. There's other people that believe the complete opposite, that every single little detail that they make is all part of the plan. And, you know, you can really screw things up. Well, I'd like to share a word with you to throw in the middle of destiny and plans to life. And the word is calling. You can live life in calling that God has on your life. More than a plan that can be screwed up or you could take a different route down this road. Oh man, I was supposed to take that exit in life and I didn't and I forgot. Oh, I was supposed to take that job. I was supposed to go to that school. Calling, God's calling on our life. Calling is bigger than plans because plans change. Anyone else have plans in life change? Just me, right? Plans change. Plans are determined by people and people change. We live in a world of brokenness, and this world comes with two sides. There's an enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy our calling. And I don't know if you know this, but the enemy is totally active right now. Whether you're a Christian or whether you're not a Christian, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to bring division, to distract us. And he's at work in people's lives all throughout history. Not just ours, but from the past. Jesus informed us what his plan was for our life. It's to steal. <laughs> steal. Steal your joy. Steal your love. Steal your compassion. It's to steal. It's to kill To kill anything that's moving you forward in Christ. And it's to destroy. Destroy your relationships. Destroy the calling that God has on your life. To completely take you out of that. Steal, kill, and destroy. This is his plan for every person that's walked earth. As much as God has plans for our life, God has something that the enemy doesn't have. And that's calling. God has calling. He doesn't have plans. He has calling on our life. The enemy doesn't understand calling because he walked away from his calling. The Bible gives us this picture of what the enemy's calling was. And the enemy's calling was to actually take all the praise that the angels were praising God with and use it as a microphone, as a as a PA system for the Lord. And so the angels would praise God. This was the enemy's calling. This was devil's calling. Lucifer's calling was to take all the praise that the angels are praising God with and use it as a PA and magnify the praises of the Lord. But what ended up happening is all these angels were praising the enemy and he decided, I'm going to go ahead and receive those myself. And he walks away from his calling for the rest of eternity. So the enemy doesn't understand calling. He understands plans, but he doesn't understand your calling. We have to live from calling. Because that's something that God actually does in us. He does it internally. He created us with calling in our life. If our life is completely determined on plans, you're going to be up and down and all over the place in life. But calling is different. Calling is something that God does internally. It's something they spoke you into existence with. And so our connection to the Lord is calling. Calling. Our connection to this world is plans. Does that make sense? So I'd like to talk about Solomon's calling. As we talk about King Solomon today, Solomon had a calling on his life that God created Solomon for. Solomon is the third king of Israel. He had Saul, then he had David, and David ruled for 40 years. 40 years of his life. Could you imagine being the president for four years? Can anybody in this room be the president for four years? Let's be honest. None of you. Okay. (laughs) 40 years of your life being the king of Israel, of God's people. Then we have Solomon. Solomon's going to be the third king of Israel, and he's actually the last king of Israel. Starts with Solomon, ends with Solomon. Solomon he's the last king. Solomon is the son of David. David and his mom is Bathsheba. Have you guys ever read the Old Testament where it tells the story of David? David was in his castle, in his quarters, and everybody else was off to war. He had sent the Israelites to go fight a battle, but he stayed home. And while he was home, he actually opened up his window and saw this lady across the way on the top of her roof taking a bath. And he said, I like that. And it's funny that her name's Bathsheba, but. So he actually sends her husband, Uriah, to the front of the battle of the war so that Uriah would actually lose his life in battle so that David could have Bathsheba. And I share that story because this is Solomon's parents. David sounds great, King David, and then you have Bathsheba. It seems like kind of a mistake, doesn't it? And I think that's really important for us to look at. And the reason is, is because with calling, God uses unperfect situations to actually call us into something. So many times I hear people like running things through this past filter, the past filter and how you ended up on this earth does not determine God's calling on your life. It doesn't matter what, how your parents did whatever, or if you know your parents, God calls people everyone that's created, he has a calling on their life. It's just easier to think of it that way. I am called by God because he created every single one of us in this room with calling no matter how we ended up here. Isn't that good to know? So Solomon is called by God. His parents are David and Bathsheba, And he's called by God to build God's temple. Solomon built the very first temple of the Lord. Since Moses was leading the Israelites through the desert, the temple, the Ark of the Covenant, was actually in a tent. And so if you went to go visit the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant, if you wanted to be in the presence of God, you would go to a tent. It's just they would pitch a tent around it because they're always traveling. And there was a season where David actually didn't like that. There's this huge temple or this huge castle that he gets to live in, and he looked outside, and here's God's presence in a tent. In First Chronicles 17:1, it says, "After David had settled in his palace, he said to Nathan the prophet." Here I am living in the house of Cedar while the Ark of the Covenant of our Lord is under a tent. It broke his heart to see the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, out in a tent. And he's just enjoying life in this beautiful palace. So through Nathan, God told David that one day one of his sons is going to build this temple. And first Chronicles seventeen, eleven says this When your days are over and you go to your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you. And one of your own sons I will establish I will establish his kingdom, and he is the one who will build a house for me, and I will establish his throne forever. Later on, God revealed to David, I would love to have you do this, but you know what? You're a man of war, and you, you have too much bloodshed on your hands to build my house. I'm actually electing your son. While David couldn't build the temple, he, he was able to help. He was able to stockpile a bunch of gold silver bronze jewels because this temple was going to be this beautiful building covered in gold and silver the temple of the lord and so david was actually i can't build this temple but i can help and so he made this huge stockpile of materials to be used to build the temple and then solomon in first kings five five says behold i I intend to build a house for the name of the Lord, my God. As the Lord spoke to David, my father, saying, your son, whom I will set on your throne in your place, he will build a house in my name, for my name. So Solomon understood his calling in life. It was to build the temple of God. And while this temple was this lavishly, beautiful gold everywhere, silver everywhere. It was 90 feet by 30 feet wide and 45 foot high. And Solomon dedicated seven years of his life to build that temple. We got any contractors in the room? How long would it take you to build a 90 foot by 30 foot building right now? (laughs) a couple days if you guys need a job done get a hold of mark right back there (laughs) i'm thinking of a room edition 90 by 30 give me two days i like it so you know it it was not it's not much actually i did some of the the measurements the room that you sit in today is 90 ish feet by 30 ish feet wide isn't that cool Our ceilings aren't 45 foot high. But this is the temple of God. And so Solomon dedicated his entire life, the seven years of his life, to building this temple, this calling that God had on his life. This is what God had called Solomon through his dad, through Bathsheba, through generations to do. You're called to build my temple. I'm no longer going to rest in a tent. I'm actually going to come in a temple. And he goes in a temple. And I'm going to tell you the rest of the story next week, what happens when the temple finally is up, what the presence of God does in this temple, which is just beautiful. But Solomon had a calling to build God's temple. And he lived in this calling There's a couple of different things that I'd love to share with you about living in your calling, as Solomon did. And the first one is this, is support is a calling from God. Being a supportive role is a calling from God. David couldn't build the temple of God, so he stockpiled all these things so that the temple of God could actually be built. Supportive role is a calling from the Lord. Moses always had Aaron. Jordan always had Pippin. Just throwing that out there. Amen. (laughs) Tom Brady always had Belichick. (laughs) (laughs) Support is a calling. Being the supportive role in a calling is a calling in itself to come alongside and support. This is not a lesser calling, nor is it inferior to a missional calling to to go start something or do something, to have supportive role is, is a calling in people's life. People that are called That go out and do things as mavericks are like shooting stars in the sky if they don't have support they go across the sky you say whoa and then it's gone people with supportive people around them that are operating in calling 10 to 1 ratio anything that's lasting and succeeding in ministry or business it's a supportive role around the called that's how it succeeds trying to do it all on your own is exhausting can i get an amen Amen. you got to have supportive people and support is a calling the bible says that the workers are few but the harvest is plenty Workers are supportive role. I thank God for the people in this room and the people that come second service that just, you know, it walked in the doors and go, you know what, this is my church. What, what can I do to help support it? That's the only way that this church succeeds and we continue to go, especially throughout 2020. Support is a calling that God has on your life. Number two is this, is Find your calling right where you're at. Find your calling right where you're at. Remember, calling is bigger than plans. And so if everything's determined on location or situation, you're kind of putting it into planning. Find your calling right where you're at. Look for ways to operate in your calling where you're currently at today. I uh, felt called to be a pastor, especially when I came back from Charlotte, North Carolina. We were moving back to the Quad Cities and just really had my, the Lord just broke my heart. Sometimes, as anyone else felt this way, when you leave something, you start to realize how much you loved it. And so I left the Quad Cities. We went to Charlotte. Charlotte's amazing town, super cool. But on the way back to the Quad Cities, my heart just broke for the city again. it's like, I love the city. And so I felt called to be a pastor in the Quad Cities, and then I started uh, working at a plumbing supply house as a delivery truck driver to plumbers. And I was like, but God, I thought you called me to be a pastor. (laughs) And um, so I started living out the calling that God had on my life right there as a plumbing truck driver. And what that looked like is, instead of talking so much, I started listening. Did you know plumbers have a lot to say if you listen? (laughs) So I would just sit there and listen, and then I'd start to ask questions. And then there'd be opportunities, you know, where uh, carrying up a a cast iron tub up three flights of stairs with somebody, there's going to be an opportunity for you to pray for them. (laughs) And so I would take these opportunities and pray. Oh, your back's hurting mine too. Let's just pray for our backs real quick. It's just living as a pastor to the plumbers in the Quad Cities. And not only that, but the co-workers that were around me that were also working there. There was about 45 people that worked at Adele at that time. And so I started pastoring them and loving them right where they were at. You can live in your calling right where you're at. It's not about a location, It's not about getting to a certain place. You can actually live in your calling right where God has you right now. Before you go and have compassion on people in Africa, have compassion on people right here in the United States. Before we go to a missions trip in Mexico and want to show the love and share the love of Jesus Christ, man, God surrounds us with 100 people a day to do that. So live in the calling right here, right where you're at. If God has called you to these things, if he's called all of us to share his good news, which is really good. If you want to know what your calling is, share the good news of Jesus Christ. And you don't have to go somewhere else to do it. You can actually do that right here. Find your calling right where you're at. The third thing is this. I only got two more, guys. The third thing is this, is develop your skills You may be called into something that feels way too big for you to handle right now. Develop your skills of what God has called you into. Start to read some books on it. Get around some people that you feel, wow, I would really love to start a business. Get around some business owners. Ask a business owner if you can take them out for coffee. Develop your skills. Go to school for whatever you're called to do. You feel called into something that's going to require a degree, then go to school, (laughs) you know, like develop your skills right where you're at. Solomon was able to watch David rule Israel. He was able to learn and gleam from his dad. Oh, this is how this happens. Oh, wow. I love how you handled that situation. And David started revealing some things to Solomon, handing him some responsibility, and then finally goes, you're the king. That only happened because Solomon wanted to develop his skills, what God had called him to. And lastly, this last one, I think, uh, really tune into this one. Number four is persevere. I'm going to repeat this like two or three times here. People that live in calling persevere. People that live in plans look for easier routes to follow. I'm going to say that one more time. People that live in calling persevere, and people that look and run their life through planning look for easier routes to follow. Persevere. Live your life through calling by persevering. Living in calling is not the easiest route. Can I get an amen? It's way easier to live life for yourself. It's way easier. But God has called you. He has given you giftings. He has given you anointing. He has given you purpose on this earth to live out something that he's called us into. And so persevere. If it's hard, welcome to being called it's just not easy it's not the easiest route persevere remember the one who has called you and as you do that your relationship with the lord builds and it gets stronger and it gets stronger and you're able to handle battles that you weren't able to handle a year ago two years ago three years ago when you persevere you're able to grow, you start to build capacity for the calling that God has on your life when you persevere. Keep going. If that's you in this room, I just want you to know, keep going. You're on the right path. God has called you. Keep moving forward in that. Persevere. So these are four ways that we can live in calling today. As, as we look at Solomon's life this entire month, for the rest of the month, you're, you're discovering this word called Adonai, which is a name of God. And what that means, Adonai means that we actually surrender our life over to him. He is the one we surrender to. So that's the invite today. To just say, God, you know, whatever you've called me to, whether, whether it's something like, I'm going to take a step in Actually, living in the calling that you have for my life right now, right here, or whether it's, you know what, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep persevering. To just surrender our lives over to Adonai and just say, you know what, God, continue to do whatever it is that you want to do. I surrender my life to you once and for all in the calling you have. Let's pray.